Traffic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April the 20th, 2022. Happy Easter to you. Christ is risen. Truly he is risen. Praise be to God. Hey, you know, while we were wrapping up uh, Lent, going into the Holy Week, and of course, Triduum and Easter, praise be to Jesus, there's a trial going on at the Vatican. It's very quiet. Not too many people were talking about it. Uh, but the former Cardinal Betchiu is uh, on trial in a financial scandal. And so what, what is the story there? Who's involved? Who are the players? Uh, why did Betchiu have payoffs to a, a spy that collected information, a dossier on, on senior courier officials? Why would he send money to his brother? Why would he send money to Australia? I mean, all of these, in, these questions are being asked. And to help us better understand that, Bree Dale, a uh, Vatican journalist for the Epic Times, is going to be on our program at 35 past the hour to help us better understand what is this story all about, what are the players, what are the implications, and where are we at now? All of that coming up with Bree Dale coming up at 35 past the hour. There are lots of stories, as I usually say in the news, to comment on as well. You know, uh, some Americans, <clears throat> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I am in this category, I'm sure many of you are as well, have had smaller, are going to get smaller refunds uh, now that they filed your, your taxes, right? You have filed your Taxes, correct? I mean, I hope you have by this point. Uh, but uh, if you have kids, you can expect a smaller refund thanks to uh, those child tax credit payments that we didn't ask for that uh, were just sent to us as as stimulus. Turns out they weren't stimulus. Turns out they were advances. And now we owe it back. And that's going to be hitting the bottom line. Hey, the Biden administration is set to rescind Trump's uh, conscientious protection rules for healthcare workers, that's fun. And polls, according to a poll, most Americans are against the idea of sending U.S. troops to fight directly Russians in the Ukraine. So why, again, are we now hearing senators advocate for the sending of troops? And we've already sent missiles, planes, trucks, and all the rest. Why are we sending? Why? Why are they talking about sending troops to Ukraine? All of those stories could come up at uh, 15 past the hour in the "What's Concerning Us" section. Speaking of concerning. Uh, Rudy Carlos is here. Good morning to you, Rudy. Boy, howdy. Let me tell you about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, do you had, were you able to ch- uh, claim Maria? So you got did you oh. get a child tax credit last year? Uh, not last year. Okay, so this year's your but first this time. This year, yeah. So, so you uh, didn't get hit didn't, with a stimulus. Then. I didn't get an advance. Oh, congratulations! But uh, when the when the checks were rolling into our account, we're just like, uh, yikes. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's pretty insane, <laughs> but it's to be expected, right? I mean, yeah. Well, nobody well, knew. I mean, we were all like, "What's?" I even remember asking my CPA, "Like, hey, what's the deal with this? How is this going to happen on it's taxes?" Free money, baby. And they were all like, "We don't know. <laughs> They're making it up as they go." But uh, now oh, we do. Man. Now we know. It's I almost forgot to file my taxes last week. Yikes! And I just happened to be scrolling, and I saw an ad for TurboTax, and I said, "Well, yeah. oh no!" <laughs> well, so, hopefully you got yeah. it in. Praise be to God. Well, Speaking of uh, tax credits, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? Yes, especially since uh, I didn't get any money, so I didn't None? have to deal with any of that. <laughs> they didn't send you yeah, any Yeah, they didn't send me tax a single— Tax credit advance? No, they didn't send me a single penny. 
Uh, so that means I didn't have to uh, worry about that during tax You're season. Blessed. But uh, there now, you go, folks. Do you think it was wrong for me to invest all of those advances in Cheetos? I'm just curious. Yes, Cheetos. in Cheetos. Is that, um, is that like crypto? Totally. Yeah. No. Is that a crypto yeah? Is that a type of crypto? The cheese curls, yeah. you know, that are like the big no. family size mm-hmm. bags. Of cheese no. curl. It holds mm. its value. I'm just saying. It, this huh. holds its Not whenever you ate it. Shelf stable. Yeah. No and and the real Benny is they don't uh, they don't charge that uh, that uh, tax when you like when you sell your bags of Cheetos to other people. Uh, By the way, they, I'm they pretty sure they, they charge property you. tax on Cheetos. Do they? I got a story about Cheeto like. Cheeto like packaging in the in the uh, news segment. Do you so stay tuned for that? Uh, I didn't see that coming. Cheeto like packaging. Okay, well, all right, there we go. We're going to jump into our hour. We have breaking news and stories, Saint of the Day, Gospel Day, and then we have a what's concerning us. And Bree Dale's coming up to talk about the uh, Betchew trial at the Vatican coming up at thirty five past the hour. It's going to be a, a really full hour, so stick around if you can. Share us with a friend, also that would be helpful. But let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today's April 20th, and these are your headlines. Reuters reports U.S. concerned after China says it signed security pact with Solomon Islands. China announced it signed a security pact with the Solomon Islands, heightening concerns from the U.S. and nearby neighbors Australia and New Zealand about growing Chinese influence in the region traditionally under their influence. In response, the U.S. will send a delegation to investigate the nature of the security pact, However, the Solomon Islands say they have not reached a decision, but that Chinese officials were to arrive in May to sign cooperation pacts. They say that the agreement would not include a Chinese military base. The AP reports CDC announces, uh, launches rather, new forecasting center for infectious diseases. A new U.S. government center aims to become the National Weather Service for Infectious Diseases an early warning system to help guide the response to COVID-19 and supposed future pandemics. The center is housed at the CDC. Its initial $200 million in funding came from the 2021 coronavirus relief package. The center was awarded $21 million to academic institutions to develop modeling and forecasting methods. The Hill reports Biden announces $6 billion to bail out nuclear plants at risk of closure. The Biden administration has set a goal of net zero carbon emissions by 2050 and called recent closures of commercial reactors a major barrier to reaching that goal. Reactors that would have already announced closure plans would be prioritized in the first round of awards. Twelve reactors have closed before their licenses expired in the last decade, which the U.S. Energy Information Administration expects will reduce U.S. nuclear capacity by 10.5 gigawatts. And the Daily Wire reports candy or cannabis. New study warns of edibles in copycat packaging. A new study published on Tuesday in the Drug and Alcohol Dependence Journal warned that some marijuana edible packaging looks nearly identical to name brand candies. The biggest difference on the packaging is the letters THC on the bottom, which stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, a psychotropic compound that gives people a high. In the first six months of 2021, more than 2,500 calls to poison control were related to young children ingesting illegal cannabis products, according to New York Attorney General Letitia James. 
And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is going to be a lot of Bavarian names. This will be fun. Saint Conrad of Parzham. He was born December 22nd, 1818. Conrad spent most of his life as a porter in Alotering, Bavaria, letting people into the friary and indirectly encouraging them to let God into their lives. His parents, Bartholomew and Gertrude Berndorfer, lived near Parsham, Bavaria. In those days, this region was recovering from the Napoleonic Wars. A lover of solitary prayer and a peacemaker as a young man, Conrad joined the Capuchins as a brother. He made his profession in 1852 and was assigned to the friary in Allotetting. The city's shrine to Mary was very popular, and at the nearby Capuchin friary, there was a lot of work for the porter, a job Conrad held for 41 years. At first, some of the other friars were jealous that such a young friar held this important job. Conrad's patience and holy life overcame their doubts. And as porter, he dealt with many people, obtaining many of the friary's supplies and generously providing for the poor who came to the door. He treated them all with the courtesy Francis expected of his followers. Conrad's helpfulness was sometimes unnerving. Once Father Vincent, seeking quiet to prepare a sermon, went up to the bell tower of the church. Conrad tracked him down when someone wanting to go to confession specifically requested Father Vincent. Conrad also developed a special rapport with the children of the area. He enthusiastically promoted the seraphic work of charity, which aided neglected children. Conrad spent many hours before the Blessed Sacrament, and he regularly asked the Blessed Mother to intercede for him and for the many people he included in his prayers. The ever-patient Conrad was canonized in 1934, and he died on April 21, 1894. St. Conrad of Parzam Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? And they said to him, The things that happened to Jesus of Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all the people. How our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described him, but they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enjoy his glory? Then 
beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on further. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with him who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gregory the Great said, By the word which is heard, the spirit is kindled. The chill of dullness departs. The mind becomes awakened with heavenly desire. It rejoices to hear heavenly precepts, and every command in which it is instructed is, as it were, adding a faggot to the fire. Close quote, St. Gregory the Great. Who was Cleopas? Well, Hadock's commentary says St. Jerome thinks that Cleopas was one of the two disciples, was a, which was one of the two disciples to Emmaus, was a citizen of Emmaus, and that he invited Jesus to take meat in his house. His house was afterwards changed into a church, which the same father says existed in his time. Some think Cleopas was brother to St. Joseph, others that he was husband of Mary, sister of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and father of St. James the Less. Both the Latins and Greeks keep the feast of St. Cleopas and give him the name of an apostle. That's very interesting. Uh, Usard says he was martyred by the Jews, by the way. But what's interesting is the commentary on hope. Hadock says these two disciples were in the same error as the other Jews who expected that the Messiah would deliver them from the subjugation of strangers and reestablish them, reestablish them in their ancient liberty. The cross and passion had been a subject of scandal and fault to them. This is interesting. Their hope was not in the Lord and his message and the prophets and what scripture revealed, but in the world, the flesh, and the devil. Let's make that decision very carefully today. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. What's Concerning Us is coming up next. Some Protestants like to charge the Catholic Church with changing the Ten Commandments because it omits the prohibition of making graven images found in Exodus 20. But is this true? No, and here's the reason why. Like Augustine, the Catholic Church sees the prohibition of making graven images as merely an extension of the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. In light of the context, it seems that Augustine was right. For immediately after God prohibits the making of graven images, he says in verse 5, you shall not bow down to them or serve them. The prohibition is against idolatry, not the making of images in an absolute sense. So the Catholic Church didn't change the Ten Commandments, and it's not guilty of idolatry and having statues in its places of worship. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. 
day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, uh, Bree Dale, Vatican journalist at the Epic Times, is going to be our guest to talk about the cardinal, former Cardinal Vecchio trial, the financial scandal at the Vatican. What is the information there? Who are the players? What's at stake? Could the Pope be implicated in this? Well, we're going to find out with Bree Dale coming up at 35 past the hour, so stick around for that if you can. But there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well, especially if you are married with children. Remember that television show? Yeah, I know. I hate to admit it, too. <laughs> I remember that show. Terrible show. Yeah. Do you remember that, Rudy? Yeah, I used Are you to watch old it. enough for that? I used to watch it, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I have to admit that publicly. All right, here's a, here's a headline I talked about at the top of the hour. Some Americans have smaller refunds or owe the IRS due to 2021 child tax credit payments. This is an article out of justthenews.com. Here's a little bit here. It says Americans around the country are finishing up their tax filings, but some will be surprised to see lower than expected returns because of the monthly child tax credit program from last year. President Joe Biden passed the program through Congress in 2021, which increased the child tax credit and distributed part of it on a monthly basis for the second half of the year. The payments came as a surprise to many Americans. Those expecting the full tax credit when filing this year may experience another one. Quote, remember the child tax credit? Close quote. Uh, uh, I can't even say their first name. It's your Pizzi Morgan, a Republican candidate running for Maryland's 2nd Congressional District, said, going on to say, quote, it was an advance, not a gift, close quote. And I can tell you, uh, I filed our taxes about, I don't know, a week or so ago, and I used uh, a CPA to help our family do this. And I, when they sent, when he sent me over, like, the, the total, like, what you're going to get back, I'm like, it is significantly shorter than last year. Like, what's the deal here? And he's like, you remember all that juicy child tax credit money they put in your like they were trying to help stimulate you and the economy, give, you know, give you a lending hand. This is why we were borrowing money from your great, great, great grandchildren for trillions of dollars. Remember that? Well, he says, yeah, well, it's time to pay back. It's time to pay up. It's time to, uh, you know, give back to Uncle Sam for for lending you your great, great, great grandchildren's money. Joe, do you like your kneecaps? I know. Exactly. Guido's coming to collect. <laughs> the article goes on to say some Americans could even owe the IRS and have to partially pay back the monthly payments. The IRS addressed this concern on its website where it where it answers the question, quote, will I need to repay advanced child tax credit payments back to the IRS if they were greater than the child tax credit amount that I am allowed on my 2021 tax return? To this question, the IRS said, quote, maybe. <laughs> Isn't that great? Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. It actually says, 
if you qualify for the repayment protection, you will be ex- excused from repaying, repaying some or all of the excess amount. If you do not qualify for repayment protection, you will need to report the entire excess amount on your 2021 tax uh, return as additional income tax. This additional income tax will reduce the amount of your tax refund or increase your total tax due for 2021, close quote. That's according to the IRS. You know what gets me about this is they just started putting money into your account. They didn't ask your opinion. They didn't want, you know, with permission. They didn't like none of this. Just here's your money. And then I remember asking my CPA at the time, how is this going to impact our taxes? He's like, I don't know. Nobody knows. I asked two CPAs at the time. <laughs> Neither one really knew. They're like, it just depends. We'll have to wait to find out. It's kind of like Nancy Pelosi when she says you got to pass Obamacare to know to what's, what's in, in it. it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm. Like we, you have to spend the money to know whether or not you're going to owe taxes on the money that they've given you to stimulate the economy. Don't uh, you think that's bizarre? Like, shouldn't yeah. they? I mean, at a minimum, <laughs> I think they should should have to say, "Hey, listen, we want to do this. Uh, is it okay? I mean, like, if since you're going to end up paying taxes on this, you should have to elect." To take that advance. Look, don't get me started on taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> please don't get really, me seriously. But, well, you know, you get oftentimes it used to be you'd get the check in the mail. You could decide what you do with it. But now it just goes. It just showed up to the account. account. You may not even be paying attention to your account and it's in there. And then at the end of the year, you figure out, oh, I have to pay but it like, back. The That's, burdens on you, yeah. the taxpayer now. To go, okay, I got this money, which I better hold on to and not spend a dime of because I'll owe taxes on it. Right. I mean, now, why, why am I whole? It's like <laughs> I pay taxes and elect people for you to people to manage this, not so that I can manage this. You know what's funny is uh, wouldn't it be just convenient if they told you how much you owed at the end of the, at the, end of the year? They make you go through these burning hoops to figure out how much you have to pay yeah. back to them. Yeah. And if you don't pay back the the correct amount, you go to prison. So yeah, so. <laughs> well, they don't. It's, there's no, debtors' <laughs> well, prison. Sure. I mean, bring back debtors' prison. I guess is what you're trying to say. <laughs> you know, make debtors' prisons great again. Uh, they no, what they do is they just uh, they put a lien on you, okay. and, and then they they lean hard on you <laughs> until you pay back what is owed, and every penny will be accounted for. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you better you better get this figured out soon. So I don't know. This bugs me to no end because. You know, if the concept was you're supposed to help families who are going through difficult times, um, you should have made it clear at the time that you were giving an advance and not a stimulus because these things aren't these things aren't the same. You know, we're borrowing money that we don't have, can't pay back realistically ever. And we're even further in debt to China, for instance, who owns most of our debt. And mm-hmm. if they come calling and we can't pay that and we default on our loans what happens then? What happens then? How much of... I guess we'll have to wait how to much, find out. How much of Merca, how much of Merca are they going to own? You know, how much do they own now? Yeah, that's... I was about to say, how much do they own now? Yeah. BlackRock? <laughs> Tell I, us. Yes, and I just saw a story headline. I don't know the details, but a, a BlackRock just purchased a major student housing uh, company. So mm. they probably own all the student housing now. So, And I, I'm pretty sure they're... Like, I've seen several houses in my neighborhood... That uh, went up for sale, and they didn't put a they didn't bother to put a sign on the lawn because it was <laughs> gone in an instant. Because huh. like, they're offering these companies like BlackRock and others are offering fifty percent above asking price, so they're just 
clobbering the market. It's just really, really insane, which kind of breaks my heart because my son, uh, married with now three children, praise be to God, is he going to be able to buy a house ever? I mean, because the, the first-time homebuyer market is blown. Right. You know? It's so sad. It's just the American dream is just yikes. Speaking of the American dream, here's a poll. You remember this back in February? Uh, especially going, go back even to December when the uh, Ukraine-Russia thing was starting to heat up and, and President Biden made it clear we are not going to get involved. If we're not sending troops. We're not doing any of that. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Saki repeated it over. Uh -huh. Okay, so there was a poll in February that said most Americans are against sending U.S. troops to fight off Russian aggression. Seems reasonable. Do we need, really, to send more troops to yet another foreign country? I mean, we've already been in 100 different countries that we didn't even know about. You it's know? like we never learn our lesson, right? Yeah. It was Vietnam, yes. Afghanistan. Yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe, just maybe. Oh, back it up even further. Ukraine. Remember before Pearl Harbor? Guess where we were. We were we had uh, fighter pilots in China, the Flying Tigers, oh, that's right. fighting on behalf of China against mm -hmm. the Japanese. I mean, so our foreign policy <laughs> has been stellar for decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, just decades. Well, uh, so this poll came out uh, back in February, uh, basically saying that the vast majority of Americans aren't in favor of sending this. Is, and I'm reading this is uh, I'm reading an article here on MSN.com. So I'm not talking about like, you know, Fox News or or some far right wing thing here. The, the majority of Americans just don't want to go into third world war. Why can't our elected representatives understand this? We don't like the lining up on two sides and pushing people to the brink of a third world war. We already are in the midst of a proxy war. Ukraine is not a member of NATO. Ukraine is not a member of the EU. And yet, why would they ever have to be at this point? They enjoy all the benefits mm -hmm. without ever having to contribute to the to the kitty at you know every month. So it's like it just it boggles the mind. Why we have decided to be in a proxy war with Russia over Ukraine, and it's uh, it really is heating up here. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, pressure to have Russia and China line up on that side, and then of course the United States being the biggest supporter of Ukraine, sending ammunition, missiles, and now a senator uh, is calling for uh, deploying U.S. troops. This is an article out of the National Review. Senator Chris Coons calls for conversation on deploying U.S. troops to, to Ukraine. Already, our troops are in Poland. Already, it has been made public that we have been training Ukrainian troops now for a, a while in Poland. And I have to tell you, uh, there are rumors. Now, are they true? They could be completely false. I'm not sure. But there are at least rumors that in that steel factory there in, uh, in Mariupol, where the Azov Battalion is sort of held down and surrounded by the Russians— uh, there are reports that there are NATO troops there, and they're trying to keep that secret. Huh. I hope it's false. I hope it's fake news. I hope it's not true. But, golly gee whiz, why do we—what is so important? I mean, war crimes, Joe, war crimes. I get it. I believe there are war crimes going down here. The question is who's responsible. But then again, you know, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to be insensitive about this, but every war has war crimes. Yeah, because war is horrible. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to diminish it. Obviously, those people are suffering, but we have to tone that down a little bit because I think we're being manipulated into having an opinion about this 
by you know big media saying right. there are war crimes happening. We need to get involved. N- hold on a second. To the do point of third world to, war. Do we need to get involved? Do we need to send our our sons over there uh, to fight a war that frankly we we have no interest in? To the point where we want a third world war. Yeah, and this one could be nuclear. Do, do we? We don't. Who wants that? Who who would, who in their right mind would want that? There's no way to back this off, and we got sanctions. But you know, honestly, if uh, let's just assume for the sake of the conversation that uh, that Russia is 100 percent guilty of everything, and I, trust me, I'm not a Vladimir Putin fan. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, let's assume the sake of the conversation that they are. Well, if we're so involved in sanctions, why haven't we truly stopped their oil exports? We haven't, actually. They're still selling their oil to Europe and other countries. We're still buying some, as a matter of fact. So, I mean, this is all very confusing. And I'm just a knuckle-dragger who's trying to wrap his head around it in order to, to share with you the details. But also, it makes sense for my own children who may have to be drafted for a third world war. And it's as a parent, I'm just like... This is not uh, the vast majority of Americans aren't interested in this. And yet our elected representatives seem to be very determined. Uh, the senator, Chris Coons, is very determined now, says we have to go in because there have been war crimes. I bet you there's a lot of big money lobbying for that. I think that's probably the biggest reason why there seems to be an escalation almost every single day. Yeah. You know, there's an, another story coming up almost $3 billion has been sent over and just since from now, since $3 February. billion. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Um, let's pray for a peaceful resolution and not World War III. Let's not deploy troops. Let's pray that we don't deploy troops. And let's de-escalate instead of escalate this scenario. Let's pray for an end to the manipulation of peoples and confusion and sin and evil. We'll be right back. Breaking news and stories. Bree Dale's coming up next with the Bet You Trial. Don't go anywhere. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to meditate on Christ's passion. Wouldn't it be great if everyone meditated daily on our Lord's passion? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. Epic Times reports Google censors ad proclaiming womanhood is a birthright and labels it election advertising. 
He claims that, uh, that Google is censoring his video ads, supporting police, rejecting the idea of toxic masculinity, and proclaiming womanhood is a birthright in so-called as so-called election advertising. That's Elon Shrulovics, by the way. He's a CEO of Agard Watch Company, a Florida-based high-end timepiece and jewelry firm. Shrulovics is also an actor, appearing in many films. He's gained notoriety for using his resources to support causes that are not considered to be politically correct. Breitbart reports, always listening. The mute button won't stop video conferencing services from recording you. A recent study by researchers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison found that when using many popular apps for video teleconferencing, audio data is being sent to the companies hosting the services, even when you think you are on mute. Researchers created a big textile algorithm that allowed them to determine what else people were doing while on mute, developing an AI that could accurately predict if users were cooking, cleaning, or typing. Reuters reports Biden to announce another large military aid package for Ukraine, sources say. President Joe Biden is expected to announce within the coming days another military aid package for Ukraine, about the same size as the 800 million one announced last week. If this week's aid package is as large as expected, it would bring the total U.S. military aid to Ukraine since February to well over $3 billion. And the Daily Wire reports, toxic and obsessive, young people are bailing on social media. Researchers found that 32% of young female Instagram subscribers were harmed by the platform. They found it exacerbates negative body image, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, and in some cases, suicidal thoughts. More and more young people are deciding that all of social media is a huge time suck, pointless and even detrimental and bailing altogether. Calling them toxic and obsessive, these young people say they're regaining control of their time by stepping away from the scroll. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us now uh, from Rome via Zoom chat is Epic Times Vatican journalist Bree Dale. Good morning to you, Bree. Good morning. How are you? Praise be to God. Uh, well, a little bit of static in your line there. Um, it's good to see you again and have you on the show. The Betchiu trial uh, in the Vatican has been kind of on the down low, very quiet. There's been some reporting, but not really a lot here. Uh, for a guy who used to be a cardinal and is no longer a cardinal, you think it would be more widely reported. What's what's the story there? Well, um, Betchiu has yet to give his deposition. Um, hold hold on, Bree. Hold on. Your audio is really, really garbled. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask Adrian to reconnect with you. Maybe try reconnecting and uh, or even possibly calling her on the line there, Adrian, if you could uh, if you could work on that for a second. Let me just go over this article. I found it out of the pillar to give some details while we wait on Bree to reconnect here. It says Cardinal Angelo Becciu, uh, the former cardinal, is on a month-long break from his trial at the Vatican City where he faces charges of abuse of office, embezzlement, and conspiracy. The former Sostuzio at the Secretary of State was originally scheduled to make his second appearance in court at the beginning of this month, but after the Pope decided to waive the pontifical secret for his former chief of staff, Beccio's legal team discovered a scheduling conflict which required his appearance in court be pushed back by a month. Are we, are we ready to try, Bree, again? Bree, are you there? Bree Dale, Bree, I can't hear you. If you're there, you can uh, you can chime in. The article goes on to say the cardinal will likely spend at least some of that month with his lawyers revising his trial strategy, which could lean heavily on discussing what the Pope knew 
and approved about his alleged actions. Uh, Bree, are you there? Bree's not able to hear me. Um, now, what's interesting about this uh, Pillar article is a couple of things. Uh, one is the fact that uh, Betchio is sort of surprised that he has to take the stand, and I'm hoping I can get Bree's comments on all of this. Um, but number two, Bree, I can hear you. Uh, I'm not sure if you can hear me. So if you are listening, please do comment. But uh, that he was surprised, like he was, like he didn't think he was going to have to show up. He didn't think he was going to have to actually speak for himself and all this. That it would just sort of be a. Uh, if I get the sense, I don't know this is true, but I get the sense reading this pillar article that it was kind of be a rubber stamp situation. But I wonder if that's true. Um, the other thing that I found very fascinating about this was some of the details of the story. Um, it says, quote, taking sides against the family, unquote, might usually violate his personal code. But uh, the situation has changed for Betchew. The cardinal might earnestly believe Pope Francis has left him holding the bag after his efforts to serve the pontiff went south. Uh, going on to say, and if Betchew feels he has been betrayed, the next chapter of his courtroom drama might well be the most dramatic. Bree, are you there? Oh. No, the, the the audio is really garbled, and we can. It sounds like you're under about a thousand feet of water. I'm sorry about that, Bree. Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, if we can't resolve it right this minute, maybe after the break we can get it resolved. So maybe text uh, Adrian your your phone number, and he can call you on the line. It says uh, the article is on to say when he last appeared in court on March 17th, bet you opened his appearance with a grand declaration of his total willingness to seek and tell the truth. Bet you answered questions that day about his alleged actions to steer church funds to members of his own family, confidently asserting that depositing hundreds of thousands of euros into his brother's personal bank account was a standard Vatican practice for dealing with charitable endeavors and defending his patronage of proje projects in his native Sardinia. Yeah, that's uh, pretty standard, Rudy, is to uh, put... Thousands and thousands of, of donor dollars of hard-earned money from Catholics around the world into your brother's account. It seems pretty standard banking <laughs> financial practice. I think also, you know, investing a lot of money that is given by the lay people for the Peter's Pence Fund and uh, investing into properties in London and funding movies that, you know, depict things that aren't really uh, in line with Catholic teaching. That's another thing that... Uh, that is uh, very common and standard practice these days <laughs> at the Vatican. <laughs> Bizarre. I mean, like, really? Really? I mean, I, listen, I, I'm not an accountant, not a CPA. I have stayed at a Holiday Inn once. And, uh, I sh you know, it should be pretty common sense. You don't give donor dollars to your brother's account just so you can uh, make something else happen. It goes on to say, it remains to be seen how persuaded the judges will be by those answers. <laughs> what do you mean it remains to be seen? What, what, what exactly remains to be seen? Like, uh, I think it's pretty clear to most everybody at this point. But after the Pope's decision to lift the pontifical secret for Betchew, trial watchers know the most complicated, potentially sensitive matters will be discussed when Betchew is back in the courtroom. The Cardinal's sudden, quote, scheduling conflict, unquote, has been seen around the courtroom as a sign that Betchew was surprised by Francis's decision and now needs several weeks to prepare before discussing subjects he believed he'd, he'd uh, be excused from addressing directly. How the cardinal chooses to answer them will hinge 
on personal as much as strictly legal considerations. Uh, praise be to God. Bree, are you there? Still not here, Bree. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. Betsy, now Bree has been going to the trials. She's been, uh, you know, paying very close attention to the details, which is why we're trying to get her on. And uh, we'll we'll figure this out one way or the other. But the uh, article goes on to say Betsy has often insisted on his own loyalty both to the uh, to the curial institution he served and to the Pope personally, suggesting at times that even discussing operational matters could amount to a personal betrayal of the pontiff. The cardinal does not usually discuss business outside, quote, the family, unquote, as it were. Kind of has the, the overtones, you know, the tannins, uh, the, uh, you know, the initial <laughs> the flavor of, uh, of the mob, you know, <laughs> the family, you know, it's like, Hmm, I'm hearing Italian music playing in the background all of a sudden. Just, you know, we're yeah, going to make you, you know, a deal you cannot refuse. <laughs> There's a lot of strange stuff in this trial. There was another article at the uh, the Pillar Catholic uh, on their Substack, And the headline is, Betu's classified tech company is linked to Trump-Russia allegations. So apparently some of the money that Betu was responsible for was getting funneled into a tech company that created this this Russian interference hoax. Um, I'll read a little bit about this here. Newstar, a technology and security company, has been named in pretrial motions filed by John Durham, a special counsel investigating the handling of the 2016 inquiry into alleged Russian interference into U.S. general election, into the U.S. general election. The company has also been featured in the ongoing Vatican financial scandal and trial with Cardinal Betu facing questions over millions of dollars classified payments, uh, millions of dollars of classified payments he authorized to the company. So there's a lot of really weird things here. Mm. I mean, mm. this alone is like a bombshell. I mean, that's odd, the Vatican being involved in something like this, right? Yeah. But, you yeah. know, these days it's not very hard to imagine that. No. Unfortunately, I hate no, to say not. it. Yeah, for sure. I, I know Bree is still trying to connect with us. Bree, are you there? We're gonna get Bree on one way or the other, and if, <laughs> if it somehow doesn't work out today, we will reschedule her because I think her insights going to be very good on this because she's been there at the trial, yeah. paying attention. When it seems like it's you know we've all been focusing on Lent and Holy Week and Trader Women Easter. And this whole time that this is going on, we're like, what, what, what's, what's the deal here? They're released on yeah. Fridays and you know, nobody, pay te- uh, nobody so pays attention. Not a lot. But the, yeah. there's actually uh, – we're going to go to a break here in a second. But there's even another layer to this that I think is even more creepy. I mean th- if this was a Hollywood movie, people would be entertained, right? People would come to a Hollywood movie of Vatican corruption. Um, but there's another layer to this that just feels like it's straight out of Hollywood. Oh, man. And I'll share that with you. On the other side of this very quick break, and prayerfully we'll get Brie Taylor on to get her insights in all of this as well. All of that coming up about the Betchiu trial, the financial scandal coming out of the Vatican. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say... I accept some of the things the church teaches, but I could never embrace the entire creed because there are some things in it that I just don't have any use for. G.K. Chesterton says, you might as well say that there's a great many things in the Encyclopedia Britannica that you don't have any use for. The church, like the Encyclopedia, is meant for everybody and not just for you. 
It is meant for everybody, which just happens to include you. The Catholic Church is a combination of things that are nevertheless one thing. We cannot accept only part of it without rejecting all of it. Want more than a minute? Visit our website at www.chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. We're trying to connect with Bree Dale, who is a uh, Vatican journalist with Epic Times. And she has been following closely this financial trial out of the Vatican of uh, the former Cardinal Betchew, which is another interesting thing. I'm like reading this Pillar article, the PillarCatholic.com is the website. And they keep referring to him as cardinal, but am I just am I mistaken? But they did remove him. They did take away his his uh, cardinalship. His his uh, what do you call the? Uh, I haven't heard that. No, they did. Did they? Yeah, pretty. I'm ninety. I'm ninety percent sure that Adrian. They did do that, right? Like I'm not mistaken by that. I have no idea. Oh gee. Thanks. Let me look it up. I can't even get fact checkers to fact check me when <laughs> I want to fact check you right now. But when I don't <laughs> want to be, boy, do I get the fact checking. Bree Dale, can you hear me? Uh, we're trying to resolve these uh, connection issues with Bredale. She's in Rome, and uh, sometimes we have issues with that. But there's another layer to the story. I mean, there was the part about uh, Cardinal Pell's trial in Australia. And he sent, I think it was, I think it it started out with a fanciful number, like in the millions of dollars that they didn't know where it went or what it was for. I think it's been honed down to a couple hundred thousand, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it turns out he was sending it to an IT company down there for some strange reason, and nobody really mm. knows what the money actually went to. Certainly not the local ordinary who was sort of roped into that as well. So that was a very mysterious part of it. But there's a yet another component to this story that I think is also very, very mysterious and straight out of Hollywood, in my opinion. Here's a, a little bit of uh, the Pillar article again. It says, and things could get even more tricky when it comes to Cecilia Maragonia. Now, I hope I said that name correctly. Cecilia Margonia, M-A-R-O-G-N-A, the self-styled security consultant and private spy to whom Betchiu paid hundreds of thousands of euros in Vatican funds. Margonia has claimed that she worked for the Secretary of State to help negotiate the release of kidnapped religious sisters and priests in troubled spots around the world, a claim Italian intelligence services have disputed. But she has also said she worked for Becciu to compile dossiers for him on the private moral failings of senior curial officials. Hmm. Now, why would why would Becciu need that? He did not. He did not lose his cardinalate. Oh, okay. He okay. renounced his rights as a cardinal, but retained the title as cardinal. I see. So he can't vote for the next in the next conclave. Right, so he gets to wear the red and gets to keep the uh, title of cardinal, 
but he does not have the rights and I suppose the duties of a cardinal anymore. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad we I'm glad we corrected that. Um, we're still trying to get uh, Breedale on the line to to talk about all this. But here's uh, here's some interesting things about this about this lady. So he paid her hundreds of thousands of dollars. But guess what? She asked for millions of dollars. Betchew himself has not commented on Margonia's work for the Secretariat, citing a pontifical secrecy. But at least, according to Monsignor Alberto. Perlaska, his former colleague at the department and the prosecution's star witness, the cardinal was reluctant to discuss the nature of Margonia's employment, even while instructing Perlaska to pay her. In an interview with the investigators reported January the 29th, Perlaska recited a, uh, recalled rather a discussion he had with Betchew about the payments to Margonia. Quote, the cardinal told me that the 500000 we gave was more of a contribution because Margonia's request was much higher. It was millions. It was millions. It was three or four million, something like that, Perlaska told investigators. Quote, I said, bet you, I said to bet you, look, but how long and for what did we give her this money? Eek, we can talk about that in four or five years, he told me. Perlaska has also told investigators that he didn't know who Margonia was or what she did, even while he was arranging payments to her for Betchew, even after the cardinal had left the Secretary of State in 2018. But Perlaska said Betchew had assured him that Pope Francis has personally approved the payments and that it was a matter of great secrecy. So, I mean, you got spies, you got all kinds of things going on here. Bree Dale, are you on the line? Oh, praise be to God. We, we, Technology we, averted. You got, it's, it's 2022. I'm glad we still have phones. <laughs> well, we've uh, unfortunately we've, we've eaten up a lot of time with those uh, technical problems. So let's jump right into it. What is the what we've been? I've been reading the story out of the pillar with some of the details, and it seems like it's ripped right out of the pages of Hollywood. What's going on? It really is. And, and you know, it's too much to kind of grasp in the short amount of time we have. Um, I know in the past we've discussed at length, um, and both on my show and on your show, uh, the ongoing saga of financial um, scandals in the Vatican. But I want to break it down that it, it took from like last year, mid, mid-July of last year, up until this past month, it took the prosecution or the minister of justice, whatever you want to call them, but the prosecution of the Vatican, representing the Vatican, that long to get to depositions. And the reason why they did that, uh, Joe, is because um, the prosecution kept withholding evidence for the defense. So the the defense had requested evidence that uh, had been withheld previously back last year. They were ordered in August uh, by the judges in this tribunal to provide all evidence associated with uh, Monsignor Palazzo, who we were just talking to, uh, or rather about, um, to all of the defense, and they refused to do so. So so they slow-walked video um, depositions with Monsignor Palazzo without a lawyer that they took, uh, which provided a whole bunch of new evidence to the defense and for the defense. And I think that should be something that causes all who are listening right now concern about, because these are the people who are supposed to be going after um, financial you know, discrepancies at the very highest part of the 
Secretariat of State. And now we're starting to learn that people like um, Cardinal Pena Para, uh, individuals like um, Cardinal Perilin, and even potentially Pope Francis had been notified throughout the entire process of dealing with this uh, London financial scandal to the point that in the depositions two weeks ago, which of course we've had to have a break here because of Easter, but in the depositions two weeks ago, questions arose to whether or not uh, Cardinal um, Senior Perez should be brought uh, on to testify in deposition for this. His, his, and why he has not been charged where someone like, um, you know, uh, someone like they too has. You know, there's also talk about whether or not Betchew will implicate the Pope in some of this process, as he apparently had to approve some of these payments. Yes. So um, Cardinal Betchew is next up on stand. Um, I, I will tell you here in breaking news that I have been discussing for over two years a sit down with Cardinal Betchew. He has agreed to that. So I am looking forward to interviewing him. Uh, he knows where the bodies are buried. And frankly, it does seem more and more that even though Cardinal Bechu has been involved with some questionable things that we'll have to continue to be looking at, we're talking specifically at this point on the London property deal. This is what this trial is about. It's not about the spies in the Vatican or other money. This is what, sadly, the prosecution has been trying to bring in in this trial. But the, the overall trial right now that is being um, judged is on what happened with money on a, on a London property deal. Um, I do believe that um, Cardinal Bechu has a lot to be able to clear his name on this particular a- area. And I think the, the person who is at the bottom of all of this, based off of the evidence that I have read and depositions, is Monsignor Polaska, who has had absolutely, like, immunity in this. And he was the centerpiece. He was the negotiator, and his background is in finance. So the the judges won't take into consideration all these other things like the spies you just mentioned i mean the, this is not they're only going to focus just on the real estate deal well all of the defendants including like say you say the spy and this um the woman behind this um maloney uh all of them are at trial right now they have been charged for this I but see. what the defense is saying is this has nothing her involvement had nothing to do with what is being focused upon which is the london property deal so it's going to be up to the prosecution to prove this, and the prosecution is already, you know, playing from behind by not providing basic um, discovery evidence to the defense and, mm. and actually withholding that despite being ordered to. So there, there, the more and more that I, and I have been to every single one but one because of COVID, um, every single one of these um, hearings since the beginning, um, and I want to make that clear. The majority of Catholic media have not. Uh, there have been just a few names from secular media who have joined me with this, but none of the Catholic media that we know of here in, in the United States have attended these hearings. Wow. And it is important to get this from the ground floor um, and listen to the depositions. And it's just long. They are long depositions, all day depositions. How, what do we make of his, uh, we have just about a minute and a half here, what do we make of his surprise, Betchew's surprise, Cardinal Betchew's surprise at uh, having to, to testify? Well, I mean, it, I think he realizes that he has um, a reputation in the Vatican of his own making, in which puts him up, sets him up for being the fall guy for a lot of this. He has a lot of enemies. He's chosen to make enemies, including, say, Cardinal Powell. 
And, and it does seem like his hands are not clean, Joe, but in this particular case, and especially because it should be open and shut if his hands are dirty, the prosecution has totally dropped the ball, Joe. And I think at this point, we need to start looking at things with a real clear eye. Uh, and again, who, who had the, the single point of failure? Who had the authority over all of this? Mm. Did the Pope? Did, did the Secretariat of State? Uh, why only they two? Wow. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, we'll have to have you back uh, real soon, Bree, for an update on these and other stories coming out of the Vatican. Bree Dale you, uh, is a, a journalist, a, a correspondent to the Epic Times, the Holy See, and you can find her website with a lot more information, breeadale.com, or check her out on Twitter. Her handle is Bree A. Dale. Bree, God bless you. God love you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Jeff. All right, we're going to say goodbye for this show, this first hour. If you can join us in the second hour, we would surely love to have you. We'll have a good time next hour with our game show, with our uh, good news, Saint of the Day, Gospel Day, and so much more. Even our after show of conversation. Please join us if you can. Go to our website for the details, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. If not, we'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. are a young and diverse generation helping those in need and promoting human rights we care for the environment we embrace authentic witnesses and dream of a better world our passion comes from God who loves us even when we fall and cheers on our victories if you sometimes wonder is there something more then come and see at catholicscomehome.com Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. 
We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. to your Catholic drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April the 20th, 2022. Happy Easter. It's one long Easter day. Praise be to God. And uh, hopefully you're going to be enjoying the rest of your Easter week. Uh, we have so many good conversations still to come this week on Catholic Drive Time. We're going to be covering the border. We're covering uh, voter fraud, actually. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. What else? There was, oh, we're going to talk about Stew, Father Stu. The movie. That's going to upset a a listener or two, I'm sure. That's you know. <laughs> Trigger warning. And Trigger warning. the development of, well, not the development of tradition, but tradition, the traditional mass. Like as in uh, Fiddler on the Roof? Tradition! Tradition! I absolutely hate that song. Do you really? <laughs> yes. Wow. You know who doesn't? Uh, my beloved was watching it one day, and I was just like, what are you watching? What yeah. is that? It's yeah. so shrill yeah. to my ears. Yeah. You know who doesn't hate that song? Adrian Fonseca. Yeah. This is a true fact. <laughs> I, I think it's a I think it's a great song. I love it. Uh, that was uh, one of the first musicals that I was in. Was Fiddler on the Roof? Was it? Mm-hmm. And who did you play? I was a the fiddler. Reptavia? No, I was a Russian Orthodox priest. Oh, I see. Of course. And, you were. <laughs> and then you I were. was one of the Russian dancers in Busy the gang. Uh, in the bar. You didn't do the the Jew dance, Jewish dance with the bottle on your head. Uh, I did, but the uh, okay. no, no, no. I I was one of the Russian dancers. I see. And then we did the bottle dance scene, but we taped Which the bottles is... to the heads. That's probably one of my favorite parts of Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, we didn't actually we didn't actually <laughs> dance seeing them bottle, dance with bottles in our heads. We didn't actually balance <laughs> the bottles on our heads. We cheated. He cheated. We we Cheaters. we taped them to our heads basically. <sighs> so, Anybody, I could do that. But no, it's a, I think I personally think the song is great. I think it's a uh, excellent showing the the different uh, roles of the different members of the family. I yeah. think it's excellent. Yeah, and just ignore the fact that that was also Ukraine. And they were being kicked out. Awkward. Another story for another day. <laughs> All right. We, we did. Uh, we were desperately trying to have a conversation with Bree Dale, Epic Times Vatican journalist, uh, about the Betu trial last hour. I ended up uh, discussing a lot from the Pillar article, but uh, mm-hmm. we did get Bree on for about seven minutes or so. So uh, that'll be in the podcast feed, which you can find linked up on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's one option. Another option is you can simply just look for our podcast feed, The Catholic Drive Time, over on your iTunes store or your Google Play or Spotify. Or if you're super cool, you'll download the mobile app for the Guadalupe Radio Network. And here's some cool advantages 
if you do get the mobile app for iOS or Android, is that you can listen to your local Guadalupe Radio Network station, the local live feed, praise be to God. It's super simple. You can get our podcast feed. You can get your local GRN station manager's contact information, scheduling for programming, and so much more. So make sure to download the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app from your app store today. That'd be super cool. But Does that gonna... mean if they don't download it, they're not super cool? They're just like regular Ooh, cool? Philosophical questions. Uh, I don't know. We have to. Do... Maybe we should explore that concept mm. in the after show today. Yeah, they're just regular cool if you don't get the yeah. app, but you're super cool if you get the app. There are, it's it's kind of like uh, like Dulia, Hyperdulia, Latria. There's, like, there, there's degrees. Degrees right? of coolness. Yes, yes. degrees of coolness. Mm. <laughs> and speaking of cool, maybe we'll get you to throw some Latin towards that, that goal of... Uh... <laughs> How do, how do we say degrees of coolness in Latin? I will have to find out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. Not even going to guess. All right. Well, <laughs> that and other shenanigans will ensue during the after show, which is the second half of this hour on our live video feeds, which we are live streaming right now to a number of places. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Odyssey, we're on Rumble, we're on LinkedIn, and a bunch of other places. But we're also streaming right to our landing page on our website, which we encourage you to check out at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. So you can always watch us live there or click one of the links right underneath the live viewer to find one of the other places we are live streaming as well. So let's jump in. We're going to pray and we're going to get started this hour. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And here's your good news story for the day. Breitbart reports citizen rally, citizens rally around 94-year-old New Jersey veteran who lost home in fire. He says, God bless you all. A 94-year-old World War II-era veteran from New Jersey lost his home in a fire last month, but loving neighbors and a tidal wave of online donors from all over the country are working on getting him back on his feet. Paul Roberts was born in 1927, spending his formative years living through the Great Depression and World War II, a GoFundMe page for the veteran created by his neighbor Aaron Obermeyer states. At 17 years old, he pleaded with his mother to allow him to leave school and enlist in the Marine Corps. By the time he finished boot camp, the war had ended and he never saw combat, although at the time he wished he did, according to his crowdfunding page. He was deployed to Ground Zero of Nagasaki, Japan, following the dropping of the atomic bombs. After his time in the service ended, he worked as a mailman until retiring in the 1980s, and then he settled into his ship-bottom home. He is a fixture in his neighborhood, often seen riding his bike or taking a stroll. He's the whole neighborhood, Aaron Obermeyer, uh, Aaron Obermeyer's father, Richard Obermeyer, said, He's like the mayor. Last month, on March 14th, tragedy struck. I seen smoke coming in from the bathroom door, Roberts recounted. I took one breath and I knew right away I would never take a second breath and live. The veteran escaped the fire, making it out with just the underwear he was wearing. The man who fondly referred to him as the mayor was ready to help immediately. Obermeyer, a retired New York City fireman, gathered a pair of pants and a shirt for Roberts, Obermeyer said the garb didn't fit too well, but he was glad he could provide his neighbor with clothes, noting that he knew Roberts would do the same for him. 
Aaron established the GoFundMe page, which has raised $137,000 of $150,000 goal as of Sunday evening, thanks to more than 3,100 donations. We had no idea it was going to blow up the way it did. It's just amazing. People all over the country, said Roberts. Moreover, neighbors and members of the community have pitched in to purchase new clothes for Roberts, while also giving the veteran numerous gift cards. There's a lot of good people in this world, I found out. I don't know what I would have done without them, Robert said. I appreciate everything. God bless you all. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Conrad of Parzam. So bear with me. Some Bavarian names today. He was born on December 22nd, 1818. His parents, Bartholomew and Gertrude Berndorfer, lived near Parzam, Bavaria. In those days, this region was recovering from the Napoleonic Wars. A lover of solitary prayer and a peacemaker as a young man, Conrad joined the Capuchins as a brother, and he made his profession in 1852 and was assigned to the friary of Aloting, Alotering. The city's shrine to Mary was very popular at the nearby Capuchin Friary. There was a lot of work for the porter, a job that Conrad held for 41 years. At first, some of the other friars were jealous that such a young friar held this important job. Conrad's patience in holy life overcame their doubts, and as a porter, he dealt with many people, obtaining many of the friary supplies and generously providing for the poor when they came to the door. He treated them all with the courtesy Francis expected of his followers. Conrad's helpfulness was sometimes unnerving, and once Father Vincent, seeking quiet to prepare a sermon, went up the bell tower of the church. Conrad tracked him down when someone wanting to go to confession specifically requested Father Vincent. Conrad also developed a special rapport with the children of the area. He enthusiastically promoted the seraphic work of charity, which aided neglected children. Conrad spent hours in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, and he regularly asked the Blessed Virgin to intercede for him and for the many people he included in his prayers. The ever-patient Conrad was canonized in 1934, and he died on April 21st, 1894. Saint Conrad of Parzam, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped. Looking downcast, one of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then 
some of our group then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the woman had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine today, very interestingly, was commenting on uh, the fact that these, uh, these two disciples could not recognize Jesus immediately, somewhat insinuating that it might have been uh, that God allowed Satan to do this, to, to hold back his identity. He says, quote, But it was not so now, for we do not unfittingly take this obstacle in the sight to have been caused by Satan, that Jesus might not be known. But still, it was so permitted by Christ up to the sacrament of the bread that by partaking of the unity of his body, the obstacle of the enemy might be understood to be removed so that Christ might be known. Close quote, St. Augustine. Praise be to God. But the real key there, more than identity crisis, more than that, is that this is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist on the day of his resurrection. It's a powerful realization. Adrian, what did you find? Uh, yes, a number of things. One thing, he said he will be present with us when he's uh, in, taken part in our communing, meaning whenever two or more are gathered in his name, uh, there he is in the midst of us. Cornelius Lapide says the inverse of that is also true. So those who speak of evil, Satan, there can be no doubt, is there in the midst of them. Uh, he actually addresses the comment of St. Augustine here, saying he's reading the exact same passage that Joe just read, and he says, but like as he appeared to the Magdalene in the form of a gardener, so he appeared appeared to the two disciples in another form. The circumstance of his appearance were in accordance with his will and uninfluenced by the action of Satan. So Cornelius Lapide thinks that Augustine is actually wrong on this. He actually thinks Cajetan is wrong on this as well, as well as uh, Dionysus the Carthusian. He says that we, do, we did not know the Lord, that they did not know the Lord, because although the body of Christ is unchanged, yet because it was glorified and united to the divine word, it had the power of withdrawing itself from view. And so that's his explanation of what happened there. He goes on to explain it further, but there's not enough time to talk about that. Last thing, and most importantly, I think, is his comments here about the Holy Eucharist. He says that Calvin and the other Protestants try to say that this is not a sign of the Eucharist, but it's clear from all the fathers that our Lord made himself present in the breaking of the bread.
Amen. Praise be to God. So much we could have uh, jumped into, but uh, we got to play our game show, Fear and Trembling. So that means we're going to go to a quick break and we're going to come back. And if you would like to play, possibly win some prizes, well, now is your chance. Call right now. Pick up the phone and dial this number. Are you ready? It's 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Call right now. Fear and Trembling is coming up next. Rudy Carlos is standing by to take your call. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio, learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10, do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and tell nobody what I'm going to tell you right now, all right? Number one, we like to teach the faith, so we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about the Catholic faith, praise be to God. And number two, well, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time, and our callers are amazing. I mean, that's certifiable. Praise be to God, they laugh with us, and we enjoy that quite a bit. And then, of course, number three, we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everyone involved But if you're new here, let me help you out here. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but uh, we don't 
ask the caller the questions, which is the kicker in all of this. So they don't even know, need to know the correct answers. They could win and never know a single correct answer. It's possible because I will ask Rudy and I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct and the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And then, of course, they'll uh, every correct answer will go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. Our sponsor this week is 12th and Blossom. And uh, husbands, love your wives. You know, Mother's Day is coming up real soon. She sells fantastic original Catholic art, jewelry, and other gifts. Wink, wink, nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. That's your that's your hint. You can go and check out her website at 12thandblossom.com. That's 1-2-T-H and blossom.com. They're generously sponsoring our game show with a set of small portraits honoring the different titles of our Blessed Mother. Amen. Praise be to God. All right. Well, let's go to the phones. And if you try to call in and you don't make it on, call back tomorrow. But uh, Jonah, good morning to you. Jonah, are you there? Good morning, Joe. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Jonah. It's good to hear your voice. How are you, my friend? Good. How about you? Praise be to God. I am alive. And that counts, Jonah. Now, I'm under the impression that uh, tomorrow may be a very special day for you. Is that true? Yes. Tomorrow's my 12th birthday. 12th oh, wow. birthday? Let's go. I think you Happy deserve birthday. a little. Happy birthday. Are you... Uh, are you going to be doing anything special for 12? What do you do, like shark diving, uh, you know, bungee jumping in a cavern, or like, uh, you know, I don't know. What is coal wa- walking barefoot on hot coals? Like, what does one do for their 12th birthday? Just going to school. Just going to school? <laughs> uh, well, going to school is pretty special, I would say. What grade are you in, Jonah? Six. Sixth grade. Favorite subject, Jonah? Uh, I would have to say religion or uh, math. Praise be to God. Those two things go well together. They do. They do go well together. And baseball, if I'm not mistaken, right? You play baseball? Yes. Praise be to God. Well, you made Jonah, a home run. Yes, and congratulations on that, too. Now, you're calling from the great, uh, the great metropolis of Bull Verde, Texas, which is always nice to have a caller from there. But you are familiar with this game. You're a CDT insider. So are you ready to play, Jonah? Yes, sir. All right. Let's do this. We will start with Rudy, as is our custom, our tradition, our patrimony here at Catholic Drive Time. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Hey, are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always wear my green tie when I'm ready. I've noticed this, Mm -hmm. uh, but are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Let me ask you, what does the church oblige us to do? On holy days, besides attend Mass? Man, I love being Catholic because the Church obliges us on holy days. Mm -hmm. Besides attending Mass, you're obliged to get a sweet treat. Really? Yeah. Then someone's been holding out. I'm just going to say that out front. You didn't know that? I I did not know I was entitled to a Uh, sweet treat. Open up your your catechism. Uh Uh Uh, I think it's CC 223. CC. Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, a sweet treat. That, that's... Oh, wait, it's triple C. CCC223. I'm writing it down. Got it. Okay. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Can you tell Good me? Good morning. Uh, what does the church oblige us to do on holy days besides oblige. attend 
holy mass? Oblige, meaning like we're required. Like yeah. we have to do this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to say that you have to obviously attend holy mass. Yeah. But okay. you have to abstain from servile work as far as you're able. Did somebody share that with my wife? I'd appreciate it. No servile work. Oof. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. So, all right, Jonah, here's the deal. Uh, is it as... Adrian seems to think, and that we should abstain from servile work? Or is it as Rudy seems to think, and that we are obliged to have a sweet treat? I guess in honor of the sweetness of our Lord? I don't know. I don't even know. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jonah, what say you? Adrian. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, I would love to petition the Vatican to oblige us to have sweet treats. That'd be pretty cool. We should. Yeah. On pain of mortal sin, you have to sin. eat sweets on holy days. <laughs> That's right. But I have diabetes. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> Sorry, honey. The Vatican demands I eat this 10-pound bag Sorry, honey. I have to eat honey today. <laughs> Congratulations, Jonah. Praise be to God. You're in for one. You could win. It'd be kind of special if you did win on your you know, 12th birthday week. That'd be kind of cool. But, that would uh, be neat. Let's see, Jonah, if we can get you in there for two. Uh, I think we can get this done. I'm going to say this next one has got to be the easiest of all three today. We're Probably gonna... pretty hard. I don't know. We're going to <laughs> go to Adrian with this one. Adrian, mm -hmm. on what occasion were the eight Beatitudes given to us by Christ? The eight Beatitudes, not the nine Beatitudes. Correct. Yeah, that was a different time. Yeah, totally. Oh, right, right. Totally. Sorry. Eight Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. So when were the eight Beatitudes given to us? That yes. was the Sermon on the Mount. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Which was also traditionally what was the second luminous mystery was the Sermon on the Mount. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So like the mount, not, you don't mean like a horse mount, like. No, no. Like a, a mountain. mountain. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Which okay. to be fair, they're more like hills. Uh -huh. There's not really large mountains. Because it would have been in, cool. In uh, the Holy Land. If he'd have given this sermon on top of us, like a stallion or something. Nah. Wind I don't think our Lord rode horses. That would have been pretty cool. All right. Let's just see what uh, Rudy has to say. Hey, Rudy, can you tell me on what occasion were the eight Beatitudes given to us by the Mashiach? Okay, so they were wandering a long time, and they're looking to the left, to the right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they where are we? And finally, off in the distance, they see the city of Okta. And to commemorate the, uh -huh. their arriving into the city of Okta, yeah. our Lord gave us yeah. the eight Beatitudes. Why didn't they just pull up their, like, uh, Google Maps or something? Like, where am That's I? That's a good point. I just asked Siri, hey, Siri, where am I? Wow. Scripture disproven right there. Okay. So where, what was your answer one more time? <laughs> when they arrived at the city of Okta. Okay. So is it, uh, Brother Jonah, is it as Rudy says, when they arrived at the city of Okta? Or is it as Adrian says, the Sermon on the Mount? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jonah, what say you? Adrian. I'm noticing a trend here. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to pick up, pick up on, a, on a trend. Congratulations, Jonah. You're in for two. That, that was easy, right, Jonah? That was super easy. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's go for three. Uh, let's see. Third time's the charm here. We're going to go to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me, what is the name of the black ankle-length gown? I don't like that word. Ankle-length gown worn by clerics and altar boys. Okay. It's really quite simple, Joe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's called a cassocito because really? mass is a black tie affair. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry. 
Why are you laughing? I just It's morning allergies. Now that I'm drinking coffee to. again, it always just sort of gets inflamed oh, at this time. I hate so, when that happens. You said it was a casicido? Cas- casicido. Casicido. That's right. Because it's a black tie affair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, Adrian. Yep, that's my name. Can you name for me the black ankle-length gown mm. worn by clerics and altar boys? Yes, that would be a cassock oh. or a soutan. Oh. Same thing. Not the exact a, same thing. Not a cassocito? Not a cassocito. Cassocito or cassocito? Cassocito. Cassocito. Not that. Not that. You're saying it's a cassock or a soutan? Yep. Okay. All right, uh, Jonah, that's the deal. Is it, as Adrian says, a cassock or a soutan? Or is it, as Rudy says, a cassocido? Because mass is a black tie affair. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jonah, what say you? I think Joe's morning allergies gave it away. I'm going to say Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what you mean, Jonah. I have no idea what you're talking about. None. Joe snorts mm. coffee grounds. That's why he's got... <laughs> That's why he Only has. during Lent. Only during Lent. <laughs> got. Jonah, you're in for three. Perfect score. Congratulations, Jonah. Happy birthday to you. And listen, the next home run, would you dedicate that to the Catholic Drive Time team? Sure. Praise be to God. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta call the shot first, and then you gotta smack it out of the park. That'd be super special. Jonah, God bless you. God love you, my friend. Have a great day. Thank you for playing our game. Thank you. All right, we're gonna put you on hold. That's gonna do it for Catholic Drive Time today. Join us tomorrow morning when we cover new breaking stories for you and fun conversation, or join us in the after show. God love you. Thank you for joining us on your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Today we celebrate Wednesday within the octave of Easter. We offer this Holy Sacrifice of the Mass for all of the intentions of those tuning in on social media and those listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The strife is o'er, the battle done. The victory of life is won. The song of triumph hath begun. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess 
to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned, in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who gladden us year by year with the solemnity of the Lord's resurrection, graciously grant that by celebrating these present festivities, we may merit through them to reach eternal joys. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter and John were going up to the temple area for the three o'clock hour of prayer, and a man crippled from birth was carried and placed at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate, every day to beg for alms from the people who entered the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms, but Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. He paid attention to them expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have neither silver nor gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, rise and walk. Then Peter took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles grew strong. He leapt up, stood and walked around, and went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the one who used to sit begging at the beautiful gate at the temple, and they were filled with amazement and astonishment at what had happened to him.
the word of the Lord. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, invoke his name. Make known among the nations his deeds. Sing to him, sing praise. Proclaim all his wondrous deeds. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. Glory in his holy name. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek to serve him constantly. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. You descendants of Abraham, his servants, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones, he, the Lord, is our God. Throughout the earth his judgments prevail. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. He remembers forever his covenant, which he made binding for thousand generations, which he entered into with Abraham and by his oath to Isaac. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place here in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus, the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb in the early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that had, they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them, and it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With their eyes they were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then he said to, they said to each other, 
Were not our hearts burning within us when he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven, and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way, and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. This account of Emmaus is very much for us an explanation of how Jesus interacts with us in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That he enters into our life and he walks alongside of us by first opening the scriptures to us, by explaining how Christ is in the Old Testament. It says, beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him, to Jesus, in all the scriptures. To, to see how Christ is in every page of sacred scripture, prefigured in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New. How he is the, the fulfillment of every human heart's longing. And then finally, uh, that, that formula, like as, as soon as anybody hears that formula that you hear at every Mass, that he said, uh, you know, he, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. This is something that we say at every Mass. And so any Catholic is going to say, oh, well, he's celebrating Mass right there, you know, so that we are trained to know that Jesus is going to show up when he said he would. Whenever the priest says the words of consecration, this is my body, this is my blood, the Lord God comes and walks in our midst. And that the, the Jesus in the Eucharist is the lens by which we recognize him throughout every other aspect of our life. Um, one thing strikes me here, it, it just, you know, doesn't it seem kind of funny that they don't recognize him at first? That always kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that they, they couldn't see him, but it says they were prevented from seeing him. It is clear that Jesus, he wants us to desire him and desiring the resurrection and desiring, I want to see God. St. Augustine said, you're, you will be given according to your desire that or, or, or merit. How much you merit to see the Lord, you have to want it. You have to make a decision to live in the resurrection. And ultimately, that's what the Eucharist does. It teaches us to choose joy, to choose to be happy, choose to fundamentally be in a good mood, to say that God is victorious over this moment and every other moment of human history. And I'm going to believe that he is going to show up. And because of my desire, I will be rewarded. The person who has this holy desire more than ever is the Immaculate Queen of Heaven, Mary, Queen of the Angels, who appears to us in the resurrection to show us how to rejoice to show us how to be an Alleluia people, how to be a celebration. Let us continue in this Easter octave as we journey with Christ opening the scriptures to us. We pray for the whole church, that the church may shine forth as an Alleluia people, a people of the victory over the world, the flesh, the devil, sin, and death.
that they may shine forth the resurrection face of Christ to the nations. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that like St. Peter and St. John, they may raise up the people of God with their constant shepherding. For this we pray to the Lord. We pray for all of the sick, the suffering, the poor. We pray to the Lord. We pray for peace in the world. We pray for an end to moral confusion, end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all of our beloved dead, that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. Eternal and blessed Father, we ask you to hear us for make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ, and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Reina de cielo alegrate, alegrate, O Maria. Reina de cielo alegrate, Jesús resucitó. Reina de cielo, alegrate, alegrate, oh María. Reina de cielo, alegrate, Jesús resucitó. Reina de cielo, alegrate, alegrate, oh María. Reina de cielo, alegrate, Jesus resucitó. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Graciously be pleased, O Lord, to accept the sacrificial gifts we offer joyfully, both for those who have been reborn and in hope of your increased help from heaven through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but on this day above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our, sacrifice, our Passover has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying he has destroyed our death and by rising restored our life. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and in the, even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Abhaoc, Plenis Uncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, 
so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom, there we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God, as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages and praise you without end. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Row him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, 
forever and ever. Amen. Procepti salutar hibus moniti, et divin institutioni formati, audehimus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et imiten nobis debita nostra, Sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. With God's Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, mundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatam mundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatam mundi, Donna nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon. The disciples recognized the Lord Jesus in the breaking of the bread. Alleluia. Act of Spiritual Communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down thy weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely give. The living water, thirsty one, stoop down and drink and live. I came to Jesus, and I drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul revived, and now I live in Him. Let us pray. Hear, O Lord, our prayers, that this most holy exchange by which you have redeemed us may bring your help in this present life and ensure for us eternal gladness through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With Bow down for the blessing. May God, who by the resurrection of his only begotten Son was pleased to confer on you the gift of redemption and of adoption, give you gladness by his blessing. Amen. May he who by redeeming work you have received the gift of everlasting freedom, make you heirs to an eternal inheritance. Amen. And may you who have already risen with Christ in baptism through faith by living in a right manner on this earth, be united with him in the homeland of heaven. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Regina Celi, Letare. Alleluia. Quia quemeruisti portare. Alleluia, resurrexi, sicut dixi. Alleluia, ora pro nobis Deum. Alleluia. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. 
from every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.